Shashank Randev, thank you so much uh, for taking time out and it's a pleasure to host you. You and you are founding member of 100x VC fund and uh, people regard it uh, as the Y Combinator of India. Uh, it's a privilege to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking time out. So thank you, Captain Shashank. And you know, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, so uh, actually, uh, I've been quite involved and uh, um, and I feel proud also the way the startup ecosystem has uh, come up in India. I mean, I remember I ordering my first uh, cash on delivery book from Flipkart. That was the my first interaction with a startup uh, uh, per se. And that was back in 2010 when I was still in college. And from then and now it's a huge difference. And now we have a uh, unicorn coming up every other day. So how do you feel? I mean, I'm sure you must have an experience with the Silicon Valley and other places. How do you feel about the startup ecosystem now and then? So I think we've come through a long uh, phase and it's been an evolution for India. Uh, a very good path actually we've taken. I remember when I passed out from MBA, in 2009 from IMI in New Delhi um, and it was not very fashionable those days to join a startup. Uh, everybody used to pick up a corporate job but I ended up becoming the founding member for VC Circle uh, which happened to be building a product for the venture captain private equity industry. So that's when I started seeing a lot of changes uh, in the ecosystem. I obviously learned a lot about what private equity funds do and venture capital funds do. And the likes of Flipkart uh, and, you know, Snapdeal were just emerging. Um, and the whole e-commerce story was beginning, shaping up. We also had the likes of Inmobi and multiple other companies, which, you know, really, really were becoming, uh, you, know, you know, a benchmark for other aspiring entrepreneurs in colleges to kind of venture out and then join startups. And, uh, and you know, with the likes of Kunalcha doing free charge and then, you know, those build those businesses scaling and now those founders becoming second time founders right so i think the in 2021 i think it's a good place for aspiring entrepreneurs because today you're sitting on a legacy of at least one phase of evolution to learn from back in 2009 or 2008 or prior to that there were very few uh, use cases or case studies which we can say around startups right it was not the in thing we were still trying to understand what needs to be done uh, so it's it, in my opinion it's a fantastic time you've got you've got this number of startups increasing you've got the access to capital with multiple funds uh, being there and you've got the support of the government in in uh, policies they might not always be in depth right now but it's an initiative taken by the government to set up incubation centers across india and, and the overall ecosystem, I think private sector, public sector, government sector, all coming together and with large corporates understanding the importance of working with startup. I think no better time than, than 2021 to start a startup and, you know, realize what potential you can offer to a country which has many problems to be solved, right? So great time. That's right. But uh, people around uh, in the investor community, especially in the public markets, now that the likes of Zomato, Policy Bazaar, and Nika and all uh, these are going public, people call, uh, uh, they believe we are in sort of a bubble. Do you agree with that? 
see you you know every 10 years you'll have this cycle and bubbles are of you know uh it is all part and parcel of it see while you know if the progress is going very fast then people say no it's a bubble right when it's going slow nothing is happening look at the other countries right? so it's always going to be that i think what should be acknowledged is that it is happening right companies are going ipo uh, the share prices are still doing well after they've gone ipo there will be some correction here and there either way it is a good indication ki aaj india mein ipos to ho rahe hain right and that in itself is a huge huge thing right today uh, a few weeks back you know uh, fresh work at 11 year old startup got listed in nasdaq right it's a huge milestone but if zomato list in india that could be a bubble but if fresh work list in nasdaq it's not so there you'll always have these people who will have this opinion and it's not wrong but the point is either way it's a great time right number of unicorns are increasing which is a good indicator that the there's a there's a there's an environment uh, for consumers to buy and utilize products and services right which is a good good sign right if you can if your gdp can grow with internal consumption from from their population in within a country like china built their entire economy that's a very strong indicator right and that as a function of that agar aap ipo kar pa rahe ho and ja rahe ho it is a very good sign not everything will be hunky dory there will be some price correction obviously the sentiment is very high uh, but even if there is you know uh, it's still better than what it was 10 years ago right that's right because pehle to logo ka tha bol especially people who invest in public markets like me ki we are not getting chance to invest in the new economy stocks and uh, because we are the one who are using we are using every day ola zomato swiggy and all these uh, good companies but the conundrum lies here in how to value these company because they are not showing uh, uh, any profits as of now but the only mantra is growth 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 so uh, you one, as, one doesn't yeah. one doesn't need to value like as a retail investor if you want to invest in a stock you shouldn't be worrying about what is the valuation of the company you should be worried about if the offering or solution is being consumed so for instance zomato right you like to uh, invest uh, uh, at the stock but if you're talking about the non listed market right not the public yeah. the private ones right and that i think that is where the investors like institutional investors like 100x and you know other mm-hmm. vcs are coming in within that also there are many companies uh, series a and series b type of growth fund which are masters in valuation we are not and the reason for that is because we come in at the bottom of the pyramid where we did not want to value companies because we believe at the at the first check level companies should not be worried about valuing themselves they should be building a product which can be valued in the future so right. can we provide capital to help them build that and go to the next level so hence our philosophy is not to value company but uh, with this instrument which we use called i safe it enables them to raise the money today within 10 to 15 days and value the company at the next round whenever the future investors coming in and they will value the company based on the what they've achieved after our investment up to that second round and that is the space which we are operating we are not your traditional vc fund we are saying we'll value the company at this and we'll come in at a pre series no we are not that our objective is to kind of uh, accelerate the process of pushing companies from uh, a minimal viable product all the way to a you know product market fit right. so that it can be valued and it moves up so hence if you ask me how do you value companies not the right person because we don't mm-hmm. value the companies right 
that's right i mean uh, i have studied your approach and i myself was uh, the first uh, i was applicant in the first batch for 100x vc the process i have seen up close and personal it's very thorough and i mean the best thing i like about you guys is you are uh, replying and communicating at every step of the process it's not like ke maine apni pitch bhej di hai aur fir main wait kar raha hu aaya reply to aaya nahi aaya to nahi but you guys i'm i'm sure matlab that's your mode you reply fast and then you communicate with the entrepreneur and founders and learn uh, and engage basically you just don't let ki ah itne logon ne apply kar diya to bas that's uh, that's about it so that's why i wanted to understand uh, you have been uh, entrepreneur yourself i mean you were the founder member with the vc circle and now you are on the other side so what is your experience like i mean how, why uh, do you think you came to the other side why i came to the hmm. other side is because uh you know i mean i'm an engineer by education and uh, yeah. i i work with uh, organizations like uh, zensar technologies in pune and i did limited in uh, uh uh kalkaji new delhi and then did my mba thinking that i will rise up the hierarchy in corporate but yeah. i somehow somehow lost interest uh, in the whole corporate structure it was not very exciting and i would have gone back to the corporate structure but uh, it just happened that you know it was just luck and chance that you know this uh, startup opportunity came to me which gave me the opportunity to move back to bombay which is a place which i love yeah. uh, and that's how i just took it up right uh, and and it just happened that the startup was uh, you know we were building a saas platform for the venture capital private equity industry so mm-hmm. over the, from 2009 till 2016 i had massive learnings i, I developed some very very deep relations uh, relationships with you know uh, my my uh, a lot of private equity funds managers uh, you know they were clients for 7 8 years right uh, interacting with them learning from them and then you know enhancing the product which was a uh, secondary and primary research platform you know yeah. giving them access to for deal discovery that obviously excited me right and and i also saw a lot of companies being funded so the 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 ecosystem was picking up and uh, and then when and because of this vantage point i had of this startup being a startup and then a startup which is in the venture capital private equity space and third which was i think monumental for us again uh it was it was just luck by chance you know not i mean it just happened uh we became the category leader in our startup and we got acquired by news corporation so i ended up seeing the entire journey right yeah. um in a span of 6 years and also seeing what the companies uh, how companies are getting funded uh, so my ob- next obvious thing was i don't want to work for another database company right i don't want to go to bloomberg i have picked up knowledge i have some relations in the uh, industry can i now start looking at the other side of deploying capital right and that was the motivation um and that's how i started my journey in 2016 where i, I joined uh, you know san jose based uh, fund uh, doing investments uh, did 16 investments on their behalf in india across sectors and that was a huge learning uh, then i started doing angel investments right so i started in 2018 and uh, and now and then we started 2019 we started 100x right so 
it's you know I would I would not say it was planned. It was something uh, which I just whatever you feel comfortable with, right? So I I did right. the whole startup thing and I felt comfortable and then it just happened organically. I mean, if you ask me like you know, did you as soon as after engineering or after MBA had you planned your life for the next thing? Certainly mm-hmm. not, right? Uh, but I think it just made sense. Uh, and that's how that's how the whole you know investment side came up. I I might have just started my own startup. I don't know, but it just mm. happened. That's right. I mean, um, people talk about second time entrepreneurs and uh, uh, people transitioning to the other side. I the perfect example is Kunal Shah. I mean, he, other than starting Cred, he I saw some uh, article in the newspaper. He is the second most active uh, angel investor after I think Sequoia or some Absolutely. other because I think you guys understand better because you have been and you have lived through that journey and uh, that's why you can I think relate and have empathy with the founder. Yes, I mean yes, running a startup, operating it, and mm-hmm. managing teams is not easy. Uh, but I think more than that, also the the whole inherent value of what if you are able to build a solution which has the power of being consumed by a you know a billion people uh, or half a billion people in India because it's a great consumption story in India, right? Yeah. And I think that is the opportunity. Another way of looking at it, Shashank, would be. Uh, it's as simple as, and I tell this to everybody I meet, right? Ki what Silicon Valley was in the 1960s and what China was in 1980s is what India is today. Now, we can only become China's and the Silicon Valley's only if you pull up our sleeves and work today. The, but the golden window opportunity has come. Initially, we used to complain, no window in here, we to do Now, the thing is, ki now it's just a function of execution. Um, and I feel the next decade uh, is just an amazing, amazing decade to be in India, to leverage India to uh, for wealth creation and for global products being built out of India. And hence, why, hence, you know, we started 100x, assuming, and we are fairly confident that you know our portfolio companies will see a bunch of unicorns emerging over the next five to seven years, right? Uh, which are offering core solutions to the Indian population. Yeah, so that that's what was uh, my main uh, agenda for this talk was uh, how did 100x VC came about? I mean, what was the thought process? Was Y Combinator an inspiration, and how how was the process about? No, so Y Combinator is definitely a model which you know all of us, all five partners at 100x had looked at, right? And uh, Sanjay had been uh, and continues to be right. He's he's been a very avid angel investor for the last ten years, one thirty plus portfolio investments uh, and then my experience at you know uh, VC circle gave me a great vantage point and and uh, Ninad uh, has been the ex-CEO for Aptech and ex-managing director for computer associates so he un- understands the corporate side of it and then Yagnesh was the uh, operating partner of Besame Venture Partners so he came came from a VC background and Batsal had been part of Sanjay's family office so he'd done six 17 investments out of which a few were from Y Combinator in the US right um, and obviously, with all our vantage points, you know, we we obviously knew that there are many funds, many private equity funds, many venture capital funds. But and the whole story in India was building up, even at the bottom of the pyramid, incubation centers. But if you look at it from the incubation centers, companies were not moving. Companies were not moving from bottom of the pyramid to um, the next step. Sorry, my son is in the background, not able to kind of. So no, uh, not an issue. So, 
so a lot of companies were not getting funded uh, from the incubation to uh, because yeah. a lot of pre-series A funds were like, let's track you for some time. You're not mature mm-hmm. enough for, right? right? So there was a clear opportunity for doing, uh, you know, providing seed capital to these companies, which are not ideas, which have a product, but they, mm-hmm. they don't have a go-to-market strategy. They don't have a set number of clients. They're not big enough for the first institutional check, like a pre-series A check, right? Like and that is, and looking at the Y Combinator model, which is a discovery fund. So we want, we, we now set out to create a discovery fund where we could invest and we could lead transactions, which can be funded by the likes of Lightspeed, Chirate, which has been the case. They have funded yeah. our portfolio companies and then increase the probability of companies, which are, which would otherwise we think would not have gotten a chance to rise up. Right. Because 100X is not giving them seed capital. They, we are giving them the access to network. If it's a SaaS company, we're working with 300 plus CIOs, right? So right. we can accelerate the process of client acquisition, customer acquisition, right? right. Then, then getting them ready for the next pitch, right? A lot yeah. of founders make a lot of basic granular mistakes while pitching to investors. What not yeah. to do when you have to pitch to larger VCs, right? right? So all those nuances... It becomes uh, becomes a combination, and that's where we saw the opportunity. That's how we started Hundred X because nobody was doing this, and we still are the only fund in India which is wanting to do hundred investments per year and only through iSafe, and we invest within ten to fifteen days, right? So th- the speed is of essence over. Otherwise, right. otherwise we can be any other fund, right? But we don't want to. Right. Uh, it requires a lot of hard work, yes, yeah. uh, but but therein lies the opportunity, right? If this happens, then the probability of companies raising series A companies increases, series A funding increases, right? Yeah. And that's the space. And this is exactly what Y Combinator mastered, right? They they have yeah. become a, a, a discovery fund for many, many funds within US who come there and, and, and companies are able to discover their valuation, right? right. And, and this is what has started happening at uh, 100x.vc where we at a VC pitch day, there's a price discovery, there's a valuation discovery for these companies. They're more confident Investors are coming in and rounds are getting oversubscribed within 10 days. Now, that's the culture which India needs to have in 2021 when the founders are anyways attempting to build out, right? And that's the that's how we started and that's where we saw the opportunity. That's right. I mean, uh, the uh, as an entrepreneur or founder, the first check is the most, uh, I mean, I would say difficult in terms of, uh, because you don't really know what you're doing is, being validated by a, even if it is validated by customers are investor going to have interest in this so that that is where uh, i think you guys are doing a great job uh, and especially using those i safe notes i mean uh, the, that is a, a, another interesting and wonderful thing that you are doing can you just elaborate for the founders who are listening in uh, uh, just uh, idea how how it helps them and how it helps you so it helps the founders because a they're able to close the round quickly they're able to receive the money very quickly uh, there is no valuation of the company a typical fundraising requires a shareholders agreement which yeah. can take between 60 to 65 days right uh, share allocation roc engagement right and icf doesn't require any of that a it doesn't value your company it is for a future equity you're able to receive money very quickly and it helps you build a product rather than focusing on deciding a valuation which is which happens in a shareholders agreement right so not only do the founders end up saving critical time 
also the legal cost associated with shareholders right, right. so from those aspects is a very simple process and helps you kind of move to the next level pricing rounds anyways is going to happen at a pre series yeah. or series yeah so that's that's the advantage of ic that's great and with that i mean i just wanted to delve upon uh, according to you i mean you are on the uh, investor side do every startup needs to re, uh, raise uh, a fund or bootstrapping is a way to go uh, because we have zerodha one side and then we have other zomatos of the world so what do you feel uh, does every startup needs to raise fund not necessarily so even if you look at globally and in india there are many bootstrap companies right yeah. and lot of founders make it but that being said not every founder is equipped to build bootstrap businesses right uh percentage wise if you see historically data maybe yeah. 10 to 15% companies have been bootstrapped and they've succeeded right rest people still require access because they might not have the skill set for you know business development they might not have a uh, skill set to expand in a new geography right uh, so it's so while bootstrapping bootstrapping is good founders need to take an internal call that once they've reached a certain size do they need smart capital with access to larger networks geography expansion uh, to grow or they can continue with their model to kind of continuously expanding and not raising money right nice. zero dhas zohos have worked brilliantly but then there are great companies also like flipkarts and many other promising yeah. stories like inmobi and and so many of these here oyo right who've gone yeah. ahead and become very big coin dcx but they've raised money right Right. So it's so uh, it's a question which the founders need to ask themselves. You know, every time they'll be questioning on their confidence once they reach a scale. Like, right? आज पांच जन की team start करी है. We are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go out for beers in the evening. Morning maybe mm-hmm. write the program. Mm-hmm. Monday down the line there are a team of fifty people. Now they're doing program management, delivery हुआ time पे Friday को report हुई. Suddenly right. now they're at a team size of five hundred people. जहाँ they have a secretary, somebody's reporting. Quarterly yeah. report. So the structures keep evolving. if the founders are able to cope up with it are they getting operationally pulled down or are they still having the larger vision of expanding and do they need external help in any of that it's it really evolves at each stage that's so right i mean it's good to be bootstrap for 2 years and then you need external and it can be okay to be bootstrap for 10 years you know and maybe then raise money so right. really subjective right that's right i mean uh, what i feel is uh, when an investor comes on board he is not just bringing in funds and then people like you they bring in connections they bring in knowledge they bring in experience they can guide you and and an investor with skin, so much skin in the game it literally it's a win win for both uh, founder and investor i guess no and and that is what i said right because uh, uh the the kind of stage we are coming in there is no other option but to ensure that the uh, startups are able to reach a product market fit only then will yeah. they be able to raise see the gap is always about uh from the incubation center moving to a pre series a right if we are yeah. coming in between have you made ensured that the company has reached a product market fit so that it is it has the right metrics for the vc growth stage vc to come in right, right. and hence it has to be a very hands on approach at our end yeah and uh, coming on to the process i mean uh, once a startup applies what is the uh, uh, the thought process you guys have at uh, 100x vc 
to select a startup i mean you have mentioned that it should have a basic product uh, and you don't invest in ideas uh, so what process i mean are you uh, looking at the team per se or uh, the product uh, or is is it a combination of all those uh, things it's it's a combination of all those things because uh, we uh, will look at the founding team as the first beginning point uh, right. we look for complementary skill sets by the founders uh, and we we want to see uh, how you know they can continue building a scalable product so that's one one criteria of evaluation uh, to begin with second obviously is the market opportunity uh, how big is the opportunity in our opinion and in the founders opinion right right um, and then obviously their business model is it scalable enough uh, can it be scaled in a different model uh, and and fourth is i think somehow defining or somehow looking at uh, from a perspective of whether there is a moat or there is a unique ip uh, which the business has built on many businesses don't have ip right but they have yeah. some unfair advantage of building a moat so these are the four broader points which we look at uh to begin with obviously then once we've decided to kind of engage we are looking at you know the financial discipline the mindset of the founder uh, is there how is the burn rate many many other things yeah but you do that all that process within a span of 2 3 weeks i guess yes we we try and wrap it up so we you know we if we don't like a company we inform them immediately that you know this is not fitting our criteria right. and if we are interested then we want to move fast because as i mentioned right um, yeah. everything uh, the, the the this these are young companies right they need support right if i 60 day evaluation uh, there's no point they right. need small capital to build up to for the next 60 80 days right yeah. so there is so we believe that you know the process has to come through within 2 weeks right if you're funding then the money has to come in within 2 weeks to the founder right so decision making has to be very very quick that's right and settle this debate for us i mean a lot of people talk about that uh, there is a preference for people who are passed out from iit or the iim is it really a thing or some place it is just a, a bias that people have so uh you know there is no denying that you know kids from iit students from iit is iit alumni is marking institutes build out great products and have the uh, vision and they have been successful that being said uh you know tier 2 colleges students uh, are seeing great traction you know they are now building uh, scalable solutions also and they have been funded so at least you know we funded many companies which are non iits we funded uh, iit and bits planning kids also right but uh, you know the only the only difference which is uh, in terms of de determination right which many many people said no no iit is good so they will do very well uh, that has changed right now um, and and many vcs are not looking at from that perspective right uh, many vcs are looking at companies uh not only from the institute perspective but in terms of what they're building and have they been able to create a stickiness and can they continue to scale right can be from an iit it can be from a bits plan it can be from any other college regional college anything like that right i think uh, the whole ecosystem and processes are also evolving early, i i think earlier people were risk averse and now people are more pragmatic and thinking like it's not just uh, people from iit and ians who are building great companies now there are people who are coming from tier 2 tier 3 uh, cities as you said 
and now uh, things are better than they were before they are they are much better you've got see also one more thing uh, you know shashank you need to uh, uh, appreciate is the advent of incubation centers in non iits also right so the culture of entrepreneurship is picking up in institutes which were where founders were not getting funded right and they did not have the experience of building or see incubation centers and e cells were always there in larger iits have been there right it's only a recent function that tier 2 colleges have started getting atl incubation centers so they are now understanding that mindset and culture they are coming up with mature solutions and are appreciating the journey of entrepreneurship and hence they by a, as a function of that they are automatically building or working on problems which resonate with vcs right and then there the argument of ki aap hame fund karoge kyunki hum iit nahi and all that is goes out of the window because now everybody is working on building something which is impactful and sustainable so that difference has come in. that's right and today also i was reading that india stack is really helping people the geo advent of geo then upi and all this uh, stuff uh, make it easier which were earlier i think were not easily possible correct so correct uh, absolutely uh, right the the whole yeah. the whole india stack has really upped up the game the advent of upi and integration for fintech companies uh, there are new regulations which are coming up by rbi all is making or at least pushing entrepreneurs in multiple directions to build out uh, solutions so it's it's uh, it's a great opportunity wonderful times to be in so uh, coming on to your fund um, i'm sure there will be a lot of unicorns coming out of it but uh, investors generally get asked is what is one anti portfolio company that you have that you missed out on or you regret so, i mean i can't say so much on the fund side because right now i mean we still yeah uh, you know uh, in your personal capacity or whoever I mean, in my personal capacity i think i i i you know in 2018 i was looking at a company and i wrote an article in mint also on the same Uh, it was a company called Buzo dot AI, B U Z Z O I uh, O dot AI, uh, and I was trying, I was trying to lead the round with one of the uh, angel networks. But uh, you know, after four five months of engagement, uh, and the founders were great. You know, founders had built out a business earlier, sold it to Nokri, and uh, somehow I didn't get the confidence for them to sell uh, their current solution. So I kind of backed out and I didn't go ahead. But uh within uh within uh, 18 months uh, haptic acquired them uh for a pretty interesting valuation right so i missed out on that and uh, my learning from that experience was anti portfolio is that you know some founders build businesses for scale and some founders build it for larger corporations to acquire there is no harm in that right we are still evolving as an ecosystem there could be a larger problem being solved by the likes of haptic which this company was able to solve right so there's a value in that and as an investor i realized that i can't only be looking at companies uh from that mindset again this is a very uh, it's not applicable in every company which we look at but in some companies it could be the case so i lost out on that i i could have made some money you know <laughs> uh, in one and a half years uh, but again uh, one learns part of the game and i yeah I, i also wanted to understand see uh, as, as a public market investor i build my portfolio based on companies like as charlie munger says uh, tell me the place where i am going to die and i'll not go there so i based on uh, on that uh, philosophy i invest in companies 
those who are likely going to be thriving or not uh, going out of business after let's say 10 years 15 years what does a, a thought process of a startup early stage even seed stage investor goes on how do you go about building your portfolio or for so you know there is there is you know the level of uncertainty and the comfort of being in the level of uncertainty has to be very high for early stage investors you know uh, by the time a company and i'm not a listed person i don't understand yeah. shares i've never invested in shares my wife does something but i don't understand the listed space and neither do i have any personal portfolio my only understanding comes from startups and even my personal capital as an asset class i only invest in startups now the reason what i've realized from my other partners i've learned every day we learn from each other and you know sanjay and anad yagnesh yeah. and the other multiple vc funds i've worked with over the last 10 years right uh, as either on the client side what i've seen is the level the the comfort which you need to develop in uh, being fluid and and walking into a situation which is ambiguous right and then building something out of it which gives giving it a direction right uh, so a very very crude example is uh, either you are uh, you know the value of a pot once it is being sold uh, and you can put a price tag to it and you know how uh, how many units you can sell or you are in the process of creating that pot and you know how big or small it can become and what price it can command right so the early stage investment is more of pottery building not right. on the pottery selling side right is again might this i just came to my mind i'm saying around maybe not the right analogy but what i'm no, trying no. to explain is that it's a very fluid state of affairs so right. hence people investors either funds or uh, retail investors need to understand it's a very risky asset class right so you need to walk into it knowing that it is risky but uh, because it's very risky the probability of higher gains is also very very high right, right. so if you do systematic building process which most of the uh, institutional investors have experienced now because they've been doing it for many years they understand yeah. patterns they understand sectors and there are few there there is there's systematic ways of how to ensure a company is growing right month on month growth uh, right. you know 15% growth you know all those metrics can be worked towards if you give guidance right and therein lies the process of giving shape to the pot right uh, but sometimes it doesn't work then right? sometimes the team yeah. is not you've not been able to read the team properly so the pot will crumble because the ingredient right. of the mud everything was wrong and those things happen right so but for an early stage investor going with the mindset that you are building a pot uh, of mud where you know you're experimenting with the ingredients as opposed to selling a ready made pot yeah. they need to be aware of the volatility and ambiguity which comes with it and many investors i've seen enjoy that process right of you know kind of uh, making something out and then figuring out and it just clicks right so so that's i think how to be very very candid with you that yeah. that is what we, uh, there is no there is no fixed uh, answer to it you know no we know everything about this malum hai nothing like that it's, it's a right. process day in and day out work and if investors are comfortable with that then then you know it works that's right i mean very elaborate uh, answer that you gave i i'm sure a lot of people will understand the the, the nitty gritty i mean it's not that easy you see people making crores and crores but uh, the actual reality is you have to 
see the returns on a portfolio level so i wanted to understand the people uh, young youngsters who are coming into money uh, either by the way of esops getting to them i mean they they have the resources financial resources now they want to deploy them as a angel so what what is the advice that you want to give them so you know I, you know we are indians at the end of the day right and reality yeah. comes to our mind so first and foremost is like you know if you if you have 100 rupees first save 90 rupees as your emergency kitty right whether it's That's every right. or whatever right that should always be there buy yourself yeah. a medical policy for your family for any medical once all of that is sorted yeah. right and you've assigned all of that you know uh you know medical and family and you know your savings and then after all of 90% of that when 10% remains after doing all that is experimental capital you should work with and out of that 10% or 10 rupees right five should be in your you know uh, various you can't park everything in right. a startup right so advice is you got 100 rupees as savings 90 rupees should be a hard saving for your you know family and everything 10 rupees should be experimental that you doesn't pinch you if you lose it and even in that you have to look at low volatility assets and high volatility assets right so maybe park 5 rupees in mutual funds mm-hmm. uh, like whatever right and also yeah. stocks or whatever go with that yeah. maybe cryptocurrencies also now experiment yeah. with that and then look at startups also so i i'm a huge uh, i've invested in cryptocurrencies i don't fully understand and i've it's very volatile but i've assigned a portion a portion of money to experiment with that right and that is how the new uh, entrepreneurs or who have generated some amount of wealth should work towards don't get bogged down by the news ki yaar wo bhi kar raha hai main bhi karta hu my sincere advice is to the new uh, founders who created new wealth is get your first personal uh, financial matters in place assign some portion as experimental capital and within that experimental capital experiment with multiple assets there it's a great time to be investing in cryptocurrencies at least ethereum has really picking up bitcoin yeah. has been there become expensive ethereum went from 1600 dollars to 4200 dollars within 6 months uh it's become valid because of the development developer community utilizing it there are multiple other coins coming up which i don't understand but there is some logic to it also experiment with that but that's i, I would recommend that's how one should look at it basically follow finance personal finance 101 diversify and uh, diversify, first correct yeah make sure correct. you have enough for a rainy day and Absolute. then insurance Absolute. and everything in place and then move Absolute. on to this because it, it, it is a risky and, asset and, class and, and, yeah it is a risky and then you once you get small wins right you get more yeah. confident you understand you learn from it aaj ek mein thoda paisa bana you like chalo aaj main do mein dalta hu right fir do mein se ek nahi hua to you like theek hai i have made so your principal money your you know all those mathematics comes into picture hence that's my advice once hmm. you start making returns on every investment then you like okay now i want to assign 50 rupees right right so that you have to slowly dive into the process that's right uh, great advice and before we go i just wanted to ask you uh, what advice or uh, suggestions that you have for the founders uh, young founders or the people who want to start the company what is uh, the core fo- focus should be uh, for them so you know my uh, if you're starting something i think the core focus should be and is what is the problem you're solving and 
is there a stickiness on the solution which you've created that is it yeah, you know if somebody aapke chacha ke taaye ke ladke ke kisi ko funding mm-hmm. mil gaya like even i want to start an e-commerce company that that approach is wrong and i've seen many founders do that are wo usne ko to e-commerce ko company ko funding mil gaya hum bhi kar lete that mindset nahi genuinely feel that yaar yeah, i was working in a company and you know there was a there was a problem in the hr tech process so i have now created my own hr tech company and i feel there is a problem by the hr mm-hmm. people and the hiring people and this is a solution which we can sell i've seen those businesses and that's a great story right so so first and foremost if you're starting something don't start because every company is getting funded start because there you've identified a problem and you genuinely believe and you believe it to that extent that you can convince investors because we learn from founders right yeah. we don't know about the opportunity you're going to yeah. convince us right so you are confident that your yeah, boss this is a problem which has a solution and i have a solution for the next 10 years which is in which is you know 10 10 to 100% per month growth right and i'm confident about that right and so whenever you start a startup you need to be confident about what you're building and selling that has to be the core thing you cannot compare yourself here i'm doing a me too there's another e-commerce platform hum bhi kar lete hain hum yahan se kar lete hain bombay se kar lete hain right so i've seen a lot of those startups right don't do that also a lot of startups end up become, uh, building lifestyle businesses right so they think that uh, let me make uh, you know uh, it's not a great example to give but uh, now let me make uh, let me uh, let me source honeys uh, from shimla uh, brand laga ke i let me sell it right it's a great business uh, no doubt but it's not a vc fundable business right anybody can come in anybody can do it. it's a lifestyle business you're building help helps you kind of you know create a small community when you're building a scalable business are the businesses which vcs want to invest in right i've created my own organic uh, you know uh, organic uh, you know uh, vegetable based uh, you know uh, supplements right. and i've got this and i want to create a brand within this and fight against the pharma companies and i have built it out and you know this is my price is low i have gen z taking it at this this age right then people some investor will okay this is interesting and like i'm growing at this pace i'm selling mm. so many units that clarity needs to be there so that's my only recommendation to the founders that be very clear and there is no reason why you should not be clear because today everything is on youtube a lot of free content right you know great folks like yourself shishank doing podcast bringing investors asking questions making it accessible to entrepreneurs you know all these things were not there for us guys you know yeah. 10 15 years ago right पोटेंशियल फॉर ग्रोथ एंड डू यू सी एनी एरिया are not yet penetrated um, because e-commerce and all everything food delivery is done i don't no, think any no, innovation think, would come in no i think lot of areas i think agri tech uh, is a great uh, we have invested in a few agri tech companies and i think that opportunity is really scaling up um, farmers are becoming more digital digitized and digital appreciate the process so newer iot based innovations are coming in uh industry 4.0 uh, you know small medium enterprises and small medium manufacturing businesses 
have now the opportunity to automate and they were uh, an automation from two one is their machines purani machines getting automated the other is uh, they themselves becoming more savvy in terms of posting on social media and creating awareness of their offerings right uh, that piece has come in uh, there's a huge huge opportunity within the electric vehicle space not manufacturing also but just operating running and and managing a saas platform which you know collates information around that there's a huge opportunity within uh, you know b2b enterprise companies right a lot of indian companies infosys ho gaya aapka or international companies like large mcs have had displacement of employees right uh, and india as we've seen a lot of uh, indian founders building up solutions products not only for indian companies but for global companies which are able to manage larger teams from home you know during this work from home culture so everything in my opinion is up for grabs for india right even e-commerce we funded an e-commerce company which is doing vertical e-commerce they built a healthcare commerce platform you get all healthcare products over there right so there it becomes one point shop for many healthcare and we've gone ahead and invested in them uh, they were start it was started by the ex uh, flipkart employees right so they had an understanding of that so abhi bhi the as a you know there is enough opportunity there are enough problems to be addressed uh, there are there is enough population which is wanting has become aspirational in tier 2 tier 3 cities you've got access to internet they are at the same pace at tier 1 kids right they have nothing less right in fact they have more time and peace compared to city guys right so so the opportunity is immense and hence every sector is open in my opinion whether it's agritech it's healthcare health tech uh data as a service uh, enterprise software deep tech everything in my opinion is is open fintech i think in my opinion is the next level where fintech is no longer going to be vertical it is going to be horizontal any sector will have a fintech play so our india will be the biggest market for a fintech solution because the consumption is just massive so we are we are all doors open from every side every right. side that's right i mean best time to be in best resources that you can everything is up for grabs it's just you you have to work hard and there's no uh, uh, replacement for hard work no replacement for hard work absolutely thank you so much sachin for coming on the captain's podcast and sharing so candidly with us uh, the thought process of an investor and uh, what you look in as in a entrepreneur or a founder to invest in thank you so much oh, thanks thanks captain sachin for inviting me and uh, looking forward to meeting you in person sometime soon sure sure <laughs> i'll be coming over to bombay soon so we'll catch up there thank you okay okay thank you goodbye thank you.